discipline me. They have never been touched. Uh, last year we talked about Yoda and Luke. We talked about Star Wars and Don't Try, Do. Okay? Today we're going to talk about my pastor's favorite scripture. And that is understanding the abundant life. Okay? We talk about John 10 and 10 on a regular here at Christ Temple North. John 10 and 10, we all can say it. The thief's purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. My purpose is to give you life and life more abundant. That's the cool part. Okay? So now here comes my TED talk. So we're going to talk about my brain for a second. I know I am unique. I know no one else in here does this. So I'm just going to talk about myself for a minute. If I happen to touch on something, I'm just guessing. Okay? So here it is. Life is good. Life is smooth. Life is fantastic. What can I do to mess this up? Okay? Life is good. Everything is going well. The sun is shining. Everything is good. What can I do to mess all this smoothness up? There is, once we accept that abundance, we have to learn how to live in it. And we don't ever talk about learning how to live in that abundance. So tonight, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about living that abundant life. So the second part of the title is mourning your past life, because something we got to give up, and that's our past. We can't be, burned, be born again, be brand new, be covered in his blood, accepting all the gifts that he has given us, making us wonderful and shiny and new, and still try to put the old skin on. So here's two things we need to talk about tonight. Two C words that you're not supposed to mention. Chaos and control. Chaos, complete disorder and confusion. Other words for chaos, disorder, disarray, disorganization, confusion, mayhem, and bedlam. Control, the power to influence or direct the people's behavior or course of events, which of course we all have, right? All of us have control over our lives. That's why everything is going so smooth. So let's talk about chaos. The thief, chaos. The thief's purpose, chaos. The chaos is to kill, still and destroy your peace and your abundant life. That's what chaos does. It's the craziness. It's the craziness we all do, okay? There are, for me, at school, there are certain things that I have in my desk that are nice and organized, right? Look smooth. Because I don't have any filing cabinets, please open the drawers in my desk and just see disorganization. It's not what he's asked me to live like. Some of us have disorganization in our lives. The way we conduct ourselves, the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we live is sometimes in disorganization because it doesn't go with what's organized in your life. Your life is set up this way. We're going to walk way over here. And why do we do that? It's second nature. I sure as heck know more than God does. It's my life. Like, how could he know more than me? Not that he, you know, 
created the moon, the stars, the universe, cells, animals, plants. Yeah, like that's, yeah, yeah. I know more. That's what I do. That's what my brain does, and that makes me do certain things that are unacceptable to him in my new walk. Disorder. So I know it's just me, because I'm just going to talk about me since it's my TED Talk. Like, my sock drawer is a nightmare, okay? I have a, I have a ton of black Nike socks, and to me, they all must match, okay? I have a visitor that used to come to my house once in a while. I'm not going to point out my son whatsoever, who would just take black socks because they were, yeah, and he needed socks. So it was in my drawer. Like I was at a, I was at a football conference and he was like, Dad, like where's all your socks? Uh, with me. I know you coming over. But, my son does not care as much as I do about which Nike sock is with each Nike sock. So in my drawer, if you open it, I have like 30 random black Nike socks. And you know what? I'm, I can't put them on. Like, I'm so OCD about it. Like, I can't put the wrong Nike socks on, right? Like, it does, like there are some mornings I'll get up and there will be two left ones, because Nike's smart enough for those of us who are athletes to put an R on one and an L on another, so that those of us who need, still need granimals to get dressed, we can go ahead and put our socks on, right? So there are days where I'll be, I'll be, I'll be in the building at school, and kids are walking in, and I'm thinking they're going to know I have two L's on. They're totally going to know I have two left socks. They're totally going to know. They're totally going to know. They're going to know. They're going to know. And you know what? They don't even say good morning to me. Right? I say good morning every morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I don't get a single response. But I'm worried about them looking through my shoes to see my socks. That's chaos. That's in our mind. That's disorder. That's disorganization. That's your mind in disarray. Because God got me up. He allowed me to get dressed. He allowed me to have socks. He allowed me to drive to school without any problems. He allowed me to get in the building without any problems. And then I'm going to stand there as everybody's coming in and be in complete disarray. Because I'm worried about them looking at my socks through my shoes. They don't even see me. I'm the same size as the door. <laughs> it's not like you can just slide by me, right? Disarray, disorganization, confusion. Let's talk about confusion for a second. We must be confused if we don't think God is really working in our lives. We must be confused. If you see a pattern of good things happening, it's not because you did it. There's a pattern that's developed because he is looking out for you and you have made the conscious decision to walk within him and things get real smooth. And then things get so smooth and good things are happening to your family and things are going well that you get confused like, boy, I'm doing a great job. I'm doing a, do you know how good my family is right now? 
Let me just brag for a moment, all right? My family is fantastic. We are doing really, really good. My daughter just got named to be junior class representative up there at Northwest Missouri State University, okay? Her boyfriend, Riley, at 19 bought a house. Now, I don't know what y'all were doing at 19, but I was trying to buy fake IDs, okay? <laughs> That's what I was doing at 19. I was trying to sneak out. I was trying to get to the club, right? This young man is buying a house, all right? That's different. That's doing the right thing. My son has become a way better father than I could ever imagine. What my son does for Xavier is just amazing. And then he gets blessed with Brittany, who's new to us, and we're still figuring her out, but she's cool. She's on the team, right? She's just a new, she's just a new addition to the roster, right? We're not sure if we're going to cut her yet, but she's, you know, got that extended contract where she's going to play for a little while. She does, an, she does an incredible job with Xavier. And it's so awesome to watch. My wife is growing. My wife is getting better. She's developing some confidence about herself. She went out and did something that she had never done before, stepped way out of the box, and got a new job and a new promotion. Yay! All right? And then I'm going to be like, yeah, look what I did. <laughs> Woo! I'm awesome. Do you see what I do when I lead my family? Look what's all of what's going on. That's confusion. Okay? That's arrogance. That's reckless. That's out of my mind. But my mind, as we all know, <laughs> that's well within the realm of possibility. And so I have to be constantly reminded that what he has done for me has nothing to do with what he has done for my family. Because what I had to do for me was for me. The healing I had to go through was for me. To get to where I can start experiencing joy, peace, and an abundance. Right? When we first read this scripture, John 10 and 10, the thief's purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. And my purpose is to give you life and life more abundant. You're like, okay, cool. So I like this abundance. Good things are happening. None of us really were hurt during the pandemic. We, we, we prospered during this time. We got closer as a family. That was fantastic. So let me add some mayhem or bedlam in my own brain to understand it. That's not what we're supposed to do. So once we get to it, and once we start achieving a little peace, a little joy, right, we start to feel comfortable in who we are. So let's talk about that next part. That next part is what I've been talking about, which is getting confused, putting yourself first, saying what I've done. I did this. I did that. This is because of me. Look what I did. Look what's going on. Uh-uh, no, no, no. That's not what's supposed to happen. But that's the next step. We talk about this scripture all the time, but we don't talk about what it takes to get from reading it to living it. Right? We talk about it. It's our pastor's favorite scripture. We know it. We hear it every Sunday. But do we know how to get from reading it to living it? And that's difficult because we allow things to happen around us 
And then we take responsibility for the good things, and then we don't take so much responsibility when it's bad. That's confusion. That's disorder. That's disarray. Those things will happen in abundance. That's going to happen. Life on life's terms. It happens. We have to know how to walk through it. We have to walk, learn how to continue to stay in peace no matter what is going on around you. Okay? Stay in peace. Stay in joy. That's difficult. I'm not going to lie to you about that. That's hard. Because you know what? Every day we turn on the television. And I see people talking about, man, my life's so rough. Have you seen what happened in Ukraine today? Your life's really that bad? Those people don't have water. People don't have heat, electricity. They're on the run. Like, there ain't nothing happened last night or today that involved bombs dropping in my neighborhood. Nothing like that. Nobody got shot in my neighborhood today. No missiles, no rocket launches, because we're civilians, came to my neighborhood today. So really, I am living in peace. It's that mindset that we have to have. We have to have some perspective, right? We get lost in some perspective because we get so engrossed in what's going on with us. We lose what's going on in the outside world. Uh, this past week, unfortunately, at one of the middle schools, we had a student get killed. Okay. People are talking about it, and all I can picture is the next kid who went into the bathroom just wanted to go potty. And you found him, and you're 11 or 12, maybe 13. Right? What it's like to see his books on his desk for that teacher, knowing that that desk will never get filled for the rest of the year. He was stabbed repeatedly, so there had to be a lot of blood in that crime scene, what that bathroom looked like, what they did to take that body out. He's 11 or 12. And I'm worried about what socks I got on. Perspective. Control. Control is the next thing. Because I know, for me, I believe as a coach, as a father, as a husband, that I have the power to influence or direct people's behavior or course of events. I absolutely do have that. And it works so well that I can't get kids to turn in homework or show up on time or tell me their new cell phone number that's changed again. I can't control anything. Pastor told me, he said, you think you're in control? And I was like, yeah, I'm in control of my life. I run this. He said, okay. On the count of three, stop your blood. One, two, three. Guess what? I totally like squeezed up all my muscles. I was going to stop blood flow. Like, that's lunacy. But that's the control we think we have over our own lives. We can't control our own thoughts. 
okay? I know for me, sometimes in church, there are some images and songs that pop into my head that are just random that have no place at church. No place. All right? And they just show up. Okay? Uh, two Sundays ago, in full chorus, in my brain, I'm hearing NWA's F the Police in my whole head. The video. Pastor's up here talking, killing it. And in my brain, this is going on. What am I controlling? I can't even control my own thoughts. Things just pop up. So what do I got to do? I got to realize that I need to refocus and get back into him and out of me. Because when we get into me, bad things happen. Let's talk about Psalms 27 and 1. Psalms 27 and 1 reads, The Lord is the, my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Why? Because I like chaos. Why? Because I like control. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? There is no reason to be afraid because he's given us life and life more abundantly in like we heard in John 10 and 10. Then he said, he's my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? Why? Because in peace and in joy, those are new steps for us every day. And every day we take a new step in that and we embrace that and we're walking on ground that we don't even know that's there. We're, walk, walk, we're working on a concept and walking on a concept that we don't even know is real, but I know i got to take another step forward because he is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid of living in such peace and such joy? Why? Because we're waiting for the other shoe to drop? That sounds like chaos. It's the chaos we live in. So how do we continue to walk in this? Like, what do we do? We just take one more step. That's all it is. It's just one step per day. You got up this morning. You took that step. You prayed when you got up. You're able to go to the bathroom by yourself. You're able to do everything you need. You have everything you need. You have everything you need, not everything you want. Okay? Like, I don't need everything I want. I really don't. I, I really, you know, I would love to have like eight or nine cars. For, I would, right, for what? Like, what are you going to drive? Right? You, if it's hard enough for me to pick socks in the morning, how am I going to find which car I'm going to drive today? And where are the keys for that car? I can't find the keys. I can't even get out of my house. Right? And then if I have eight or nine cars, you know I got to have a big house. So then I got to figure out where in this big house did I put my keys or, because it's just me, my wallet. God only knows, right? Because I got to ask him, like, hey, Lord, where's my wallet today? My wife's like, can't you just put it in the same place? I do. Well, evidently, I don't. Right? Like, evidently, I don't do that because if I did, it would be in the exact same place every time. And then I don't put it there. So then I try to put it in my backpack. Like, I try to keep my keys because 
have my keys, chapstick, wallet, sunglasses in the front part of my backpack. Now we gotta go to baseball practice. So because I live in chaos, I don't lock my car, right? I don't lock my car. You wanna take my car? Cool, I got insurance. There's nothing in there, right? You're gonna steal my Bible. That's the best defense I've ever had. It's better than Viper, right? Because if somebody comes by and goes, yeah, I'm not taking that car. <laughs> Plus it's at school, so now I gotta take that bag out, gotta get my baseball bag, because I'm not gonna lock my car. I'm gonna put my water, I'm gonna put my lunch, I'm gonna put my school backpack in my car, then I'm gonna get my baseball bag out, and I'm gonna transfer everything to move everything over, and then I'm gonna leave. That's so organized. That's so not in disarray. That's so not crazy. That's so in control. Then you can't find stuff. Because you've moved it in three different bags instead of putting it in your back pocket. That's crazy. But I have all of that. So I'm living in life more abundant. I just have to learn how to live in life more abundant. I have to learn how to live it. Because every day, we have all these things that we should be afraid of. Like what? I don't know. I'll pick something random. Oh, my God. Should I get the booster? Why? Get it. He put it out there. Science happened for a reason. Do it. But we get afraid of stuff. How am I going to be at school today? What's going to happen at school? What is craziness going to happen? doesn't matter. He puts you in the place. You need to be there. He put you in a place. If he put you in that place, who's coming to harm you? I don't know. But you know who I got to listen to? I got to listen to Sister Lynn. I have to. Why? Because when I first got here, I grasped onto something that she said. And she says it all the time. And she says it with that smile. So when that smile comes out, you know you're going to be all right. Greater is he that is what? Yeah, okay, cool. So what are you worried about? What are you worried about? It says it in the scripture, right? We know we're all going to be okay, but we got to panic. We got to have a little control. We got to have a little chaos because when things go smooth, it's boring. We do a lot of winning in this church. We have a lot of people who win at life every day. What's winning at life? I talk to my players about it all the time. What's winning at life? You got utilities on? You got bills paid? You got food? You went to work? You got all that? Winning. Winning. You got clothes? Winning. You're worried about which Nikes you're going to put on? Winning. Okay? Which of my coats am I going to wear today? Winning. Which one of my pairs of shoes am I going to put on today? Winning. Which purse am I going to use today? Winning. But then we worry about how we're going to get coffee or something ridiculous. Because we start to panic because the smoothness of our day, we feel that we don't control anything. So let's go grab something and just be erratic. The Lord is my fortress. Okay, so what's a fortress? 
We all built them. We used to build them out of pillows when we were little kids, right? You build a fort, right? You were safe as heck in that, right? You knew at your house when you took all the cushions off, right? All the throw pillows, and you made that fort. You took the blanket, and you threw it over. Safe, right? But then we walk around and wonder what's really going on. Am I protected? Am I worried about this person? Am I worried about that person? Well, if he, if he is our fortress, what are we worried about? We're inside him, right? Because you're inside a fort, you're protected. Outside the fort, I get. But if you're in the fort, you're covered. So what makes us not want to live in that? He's protecting me. He's protecting me from danger. That's what scripture says. I didn't make it up. He's protecting me from, from danger, so why should I tremble? Why? Because walking in peace and walking in joy and walking in salvation is scary. Why is it scary? Because it's a new way to live. And we have to get rid of our past life because he's already done it for us. So we have to get rid of it. And when we get rid of it, we're going to do something that they don't, we don't talk about enough. We're going to grieve it. We're going to mourn our past life. And when we mourn our past life and we grieve our past life, we think about some of the really cool things we did in our past life that we're just not going to be able to do now. What, be hungover for three days? <laughs> Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He's given us all of this, this protection. Why do I tremble? Because newness is uncomfortable. Newness is uncomfortable. That's why not all of us go out for the promotions that we should at work because we're scared. What if it doesn't work out? So what? Okay? If it doesn't work out, it's for a reason. A couple weeks ago, um, I was contacted by Winnetonka. Winnetonka asked me to be their new head football coach. So I applied. Didn't get it. They sought me out. Okay? And I'm like, cool, it's right by the house. It's only three and a half miles. You know I can walk to work. Come back. This is going to be cool. I'm going to have money. I'm going to have players. I'm going to have managers. I'm going to have the cool TVs on the sideline for Huddle Sideline where we can watch. I'm going to have an end zone camera. I got all these plans. Didn't happen. Did I worry about it? For the first time, no. When I got the phone call and he told me no that first time, I was good. Why? Because I'm living life and life more abundant. So if this isn't for me, something else is bigger is coming. I can't get caught up in the fact that they made a bad decision, right? I can't, I can't, I can't control that, right? They asked me, um, why do you think you're right for the job? I was like, well, you all called me. <laughs> Maybe not the best Pastor Fields answer at that point, but it sounded like really good because I go to Christ Temple North and I'm here and I walked into my holy boldness and you asked me to be here. Right now, of course, um, it's much easier to hire a guy from Staley than it is a guy to hire a guy from Central, right? Because Staley wins a lot. 
We're just trying to stay afloat. But I wasn't upset about it. It wasn't something that I was looking for. It randomly fell in my lap. So there are things that are working that are going on in behind the scenes that God is doing, that he is preparing me for, right? It got me to redo my resume, update some stuff, drive my wife crazy with her typing and me trying to talk to her while she's typing. Because, all right, random squirrel, here we go. Has anybody seen the movie Finding Forrester? Okay, there's a movie called Finding Forrester, and it's about an author who befriends a young black kid, and Sean Connery is Forrester, and the kid is a really good writer, okay? But he's a terrible typist. So he's trying to type, and it's a typewriter, and you can hear Sean Connery in the room, punch the keys! Well, I'm not a punch the key guy. My wife is. So I'm like, here. Do this. And then, when it's not right, whose fault is that? Hers. Duh. Because if she had seen the post-it notes, it had been all right. Not the fact that I had a whole week to do it myself. During spring break, what did I choose to do? I don't know, watch TV, right? Worry about Ukraine because they're coming to Kansas City. I don't know. I had that opportunity. I caused stress and chaos in our house by not doing that. I could have done a little a day. It's only like a couple of pages, right? I could have done that. All this is going on. All this good stuff is preparing me for the chance to be the head coach at a school that my children went to. And what do I do? I don't do anything. So why should I be afraid of me on the computer, of me typing, of me asking my wife questions on how do I do this, right? Because, you know, I am, I am um, computer dangerous, okay? I'm not super computer literate, right? I can do some things, but I can't do enough things to do the things that I want to do. What do you mean? You... You can attach this? And what is an attachment? And where did I file that? What, what is the cloud? Why is it the cloud? What is there in the cloud? Is it something I can touch? What is it? Okay, that's me. So I let her handle all of that. And I asked my son to come over and help us change the channel when we've lost the remotes. Because right, he does that, you know, he has the technology, he has the button pushing stuff. Right? We have, three we have three remotes. And life, life more abundant, we have three remotes. Right? I don't always know where they are. Because we have this couch. New couch. Life and life more abundant. Winning. That eats the remotes. <laughs> right? Because it's a cool couch. It's even got, like, you can put your phone in it and it will charge your phone in there, right? We got all the reclines, right? The headboard, come up, fire. Sometimes, because it has all these recliners, guess what happens when, re when chairs move? Stuff drops right down in there. And then we can't find it. Like phones. Then we got to move the couch, right? 
And then we're worried about what's going on, but I am moving a new couch in my house, trying to find one of my three remotes or my iPhone. That's winning. But to us, we can't live in life more abundant because we're all mad because somebody lost something. Is it really that important? What is our perspective about the situation? It's a blessing. I now count bills as blessings. You want to know why? Because I have stuff. Right? I got a house. Cool. Got electricity. Got cable. Right? All these things we have. Cars, got it. That's a blessing. But we stress over it. Well, if we have it, and it's good. He's given us the ability to work and pay for it. You know how many, many things that we choose to see negatively that are blessings in our lives? That if you were just homeless for a fat minute, because I was homeless in my addiction. I lived on the street. Okay? I was the guy that held the sign. Right? I'm worried about having an electricity bill. Come on. You think it's that big of a deal? Try not having electricity. Try sleeping outside. You have life and life more abundant. My wife and I are shopping for better pillows. Right? I have to find a super firm back sleeper pillow that it will adjust if I'm a side sleeper. I used to sleep on my shoes. I used to sleep on my shoes because I knew that if something came out the back of my head while I was asleep, that um, I would wake up and you couldn't steal my shoes. I'm living in abundance. I'm not worried about the chaos of living on the street anymore because I don't live that life anymore because he has given me so much more now. He has given me a chance to recover. He has given me a chance to become in my right mind, his right mind that I sometimes borrow. I do. Sometimes I borrow his right mind. It's not a lot, right? It's not like having an overdue book at the library. I return it. I should have it more. We all should have his mind more. We should all live in that more, but we don't. So we step out of abundance. And we step into our own control. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 reads this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. There's that word in there. There's that all word. Okay? That makes it difficult. That all word. That all word. All your heart. Not, not when you want to. Not part of it. Not some of it. All. Do not depend on your own understanding. Because you think you understand a whole lot. We all do. I know this. And I know that. Okay, so why is your life messed up? Why are you having these issues at work? Why are you having anxiety? Why are you having panic situations? If you know, if you know the Lord is my light and my salvation, you know that. He's my fortress. I know that. But yet I'm going to go on my own understanding which is not really pleasant. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you what path to take. He's going to put you on the right path if we do 
his will. My will is going to put me on another completely different path. That's why I wasn't worried about when I did not get the job at Winnetonka, because that was all his will doing that, because I didn't seek that out. Come on. I've won five games in three years, right? I've gotten more kids into college than I have wins, because that's winning at where I'm at. That's winning at where I'm at. James 1, 22 through 25, 22 begins, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Is that what happens when we get in the parking lot? Right after we leave here? And we talk crazy about where we're going to eat? Man, I don't want to eat there. Man, we ate there last week. Why are we trying to eat there again? I don't want to go eat there. That's not living in that abundance. That's us trying to have control, so we start acting crazy, right? Because we just listened to God's word, we heard it, but we don't go outside and live it right away. 23, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. 24, you see yourself and walk away and forget what you look like. I know what God has done for me because I'm right here right now, but I'm going to be worried about something that doesn't even exist. And it's going to cause me stress, and I'm not going to sleep, and I'm going to be anxious, and I'm going to be worried about all this stuff. But I just lived in him. But I just forgot. 25. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and you don't forget what you heard, God will bless you for doing it. He says it's written in the word, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, his salvation set me free. The blood of his son gave me freedom like I don't even know. You want to know what freedom is? I'm going to tell you freedom. You know what freedom is? Is when you don't have to worry about who has your passcode for your phone. That's freedom. Here, I, don't, I mean, I don't care anymore. What are you worried about? What are you hiding? You're so locked away, you can't even give your spouse your phone. You can't give your, your kids your phone. So what are you really doing? What are you doing on your phone that you're worried about this? But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and you don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you. Don't forget. It's simple. Live life and life more abundant. Do not allow chaos to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't allow control to kill, steal, and destroy. Live in that. That life more abundant. Mourn your past life. Understand that you're going to go through a grieving period where you have to get rid of your old you and live in the present, which is the new you. And that will be a struggle. That will be a struggle because it's hard to get rid of all the old me because, well, then who am I going to be if it's not the old me? Well, I don't know, the person that God wants you to be? Yeah, but why? Why would I? It's not going to be any fun being a Christian. 
It'd be so boring, oh my God, to be a believer every day. All we do is talk about God and all the good things he's done for us. Why would I want to live like that? Uh, I don't know, because the other way sucks. It does. It really, really does. Let's just keep it 100. That's not what God asked for you. When Christ today gave his last breath and looked out for thousands of years and saw every single one of you, he knew that he could die in peace and he exhaled his last breath because we're here. So what are you worried about? What are you trying to control? What chaos are you going to continue to live in? There's no reason for it. There's no need for it. It's stuff that we produce our own to put ourselves in that place where we think we're back in control of our own lives. When we were never in control of the first place. Because I don't know who a single one of you that asked to be born. Not a single one of us. Not a single one of us. So if that was already done, what are we going to control in that? Right? There's some things I can control now, like my diet. I can control that. Right? But I have life and life more abundant, so let's go out to eat. Right? That's where the crazy gets in. That's where the crazy gets in. We were like, man, I can get whatever I want today. I'm going to get two pieces of cake. Right? Like for my 50th birthday, I asked my wife, asked me what I want for my cake. I was like, I need a whole lemon cake from um, Casconi's. A whole lemon cake. Really? Could I had a piece? Yeah, but I'm living in life more abundant. <laughs> and in my abundance, I want that cake. But my doctor gonna tell me, clown, uh, you don't need that cake. What you need, do need to do is drink more water, get more rest, exercise and eat better. Okay, because I can do all those things because I have water in my house, I have an awesome refrigerator, right? We got, fanta got air fryer, right? Right? Like, we can do all kinds of healthy things. What do we do? Eat cake. <laughs> right? Because I have convinced my wife, I maybe I have not convinced my wife, but I've convinced myself that if I eat carrot cake, <laughs> it's healthy because it has carrots in it. And on the icing is a big old carrot, so it's got to be good. Right? And I can go get that every day at the little Walmart. Not that I'm telling myself. So if y'all see me in the little neighborhood in Walmart walking around, be like, put the cake down. Step away from the cake. You don't need any more. Understand what we have. Be thankful for what we have. Understand the blessings that we have received each and every day with our lives that we live now. And don't get caught up in chaos. Mourn your past life and understand each and every day you're going to live a life of more abundance. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the gifts you have given us.
We thank you for your son's death today. That blood that cleansed us, this new abundant life that you've given us, these promises that you've made, the fortress that you have become, the protection that you give all of us each and every day, Heavenly Father. Allow us to understand that we can rest in you, that we don't control you, we don't even control our own minds. We just ask, Heavenly Father, that you continue to allow us to love you, to praise you, to thank you, and to most of all put you first. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth over all of us, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen.